Mr. Man Killer Cow the Animal from the Wickedest Band Alive, Real Essence. Tuned in live, party mode. Party before the party. Yo, man, don't treat you right, let me treat you back Man, don't touch that body, let me eat you back Yo, man, out in tune, you should skate back We got that type of shit that make them wanna hate back Just keep it real with me, girl, I swear That thing clap when you walk, I swear Pretty smile and you know you got them pretty toes Always in your lane and you don't roll with Hey you guys, it's me, your favorite Pure Romance consultant, Pure Romance by Esther. Make sure you guys check out my website at www.pureromance.com slash E-S-T-H-E-R. And also, make sure you guys tune in each and every Wednesday to Party Mode Live, because guess what? During the Bedroom Talk segment, I will be giving out a special code for you guys to get a special discount when you shop with me. So make sure you guys are tuning in each and every Wednesday to Party Mode Live, the party before the party. I'm your girl, Justice J, also known as Pure Romance by Esther. DJ Rick Entertainment. Big sound, professional equipment, competitive pricing. Who else you gonna go with? DJ Rick can handle all your live sound needs at any event in the DMV. Large or small, indoors, outdoors, weddings, barbecues, and even your friendly neighborhood protests. You need an experienced and professional sound man? Call DJ Rick Entertainment, 202-749-7903. That's 202-749-7903. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I know what you're thinking. Man, DJ Rick got my event sounding so good. How can I live stream it on the internet? Well, guess what? DJ Rick offers live streaming services too. So you can Facebook and YouTube your event worldwide with full audio fidelity. Call DJ Rick Entertainment, 202-749-7903. Or send them an email, djrick4321 at gmail.com. That's D-J-R-I-C-4321 at gmail.com. Big Sal, at competitive prices. And now live stream, DJ Rick Entertainment. Who else you gonna go with? Baby, we have the party for the party. Power Go Go Radio Live. I am your girl, Justice J, Bishop King, and DJ Ribbon ones and twos. Y'all never know when we got Nighthawk flying through. So when y'all see him, y'all will see him do what he do best, y'all. So without further ado, you know, we did say that we have a special guest. So get your drinks ready. Relax for a little bit because when we come back, oh, we're going to have our guest on the screen. Hey, June, let's go. Trying to party. 
What's up, Rick? Can How you hear me? You? Yes, sir. We I'm hear you doing just great. Fine. I'm doing great. Good to see you, Justice Bishop King. Hey, Rick. You there? You know what it's about, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My man. Much love to you, brother. Remove your camera. All we see is and we see the full head. Rick, oh, if you, you don't get your boost. No, no, no. Not you, Doc. Not you, Doc. Oh. I'm talking about Rick. Oh, okay. Because Rick That's decided me, to sit down. So all we see is the top of his forehead. <laughs> get so your what's going on tonight? So it's like we got a lot going on tonight. So I want to ask you um, one of the questions that we have. We'll talk about it because you are uh, a bunch of bunch of personal life. Are you married? Yes. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then yeah. I can I can definitely on this then. So how do you feel about this generation of men? reaching out to women versus how it was back in the day when you were trying to approach a woman? Oh, you say how do I feel about it? Yeah, like what do you see? What Like what do you see? Like what have you observed over the years? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you something. Coming up the way I came up, we could never approach women like guys approach women, these young approach women today. That that wasn't even going for, they weren't even going for. You know, my mom would have smacked me across the street if I was that disrespectful, <laughs> that blunt, that you know, it, it, it won't go down. It won't go down that way. We had to play it the old school way. You had to take them out, you had to meet family, you had to make sure the big brother was cool with it, you had to make sure Pops was cool with it. You know, it won't none of that. Hey, you know, some of the stuff that they say out their mouth is just a little. Mm. <laughs> but you know what? The funny part is, if 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 uh, that's the way that they're raised now, and that's the way that they're taught, and nobody teach them different, that's all they're gonna know. That someone can walk up to you and say, "Hey, you know, call you whatever name they want to call you, and say whatever provocative thing they say to you, and you smile about." It. That's all they know. So that's what it is. It starts at home. You know, if they don't teach you to respect at home, you ain't going to show nobody respect when you're on the street. It's all about what's accepted. If you accept exactly. it, then we're going to do it. If you accept it, we're going to do it. And it's hot in here because it's hot outside. But, you know, uh, you're you, you right, Bishop. If, 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 if it's accepted, they're going to do it. And the funny part about it is a lot of people think they think it's cool. Think it's That's cool. cool. I was about to say that because you know it might be a dude who who has that respect and has that morals that he was taught at home, but he feel like if I go to approach it the way I was taught, then they gonna ignore me. If I say it the way exactly. said, then they gonna be all over it. Like yeah, exactly. so it's, it's kind exactly. of confusing because again, if they accept it and they like it, then it's just gonna progress to get worse and worse because then we are gonna say some other stuff and we are gonna do some other things and this is gonna get out of hand. And that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, you know. Definitely. Okay, so that's enough about let's talk about it. So we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about you and faces you know. 
So we sometimes we like to we like to get other people's opinions on the things that we talk about during the show. So we're gonna jump right into you. Yeah, because I wasn't expecting that one. We do things different on Hard Mode. It's not gonna just that be was, a that one caught me off. That was you never that know me exactly. Right, so as, as it should. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm gonna step away for a second. Bishop King, go ahead and take over this interview real quick. So what I what I what I would ask you is, Ben, is though we have a different type of uh, viewing situation where we have different generations who come from no, different ages, different backgrounds, different situations. Who, who, well, I wouldn't say who, but how could you explain to the, the younger viewers who Doc Hughes is? Wow. The uh, only thing I could say, you know, uh, you could kind of go back and, and look into a, a few old history things. You might see my name ring out in a few areas. You know, the thing about the younger generation today that that I'm still trying to understand because I wasn't this way when I when I was a youngster I wanted to know what the older guys before me did I wanted to know what the you know the James Browns and, and all of them groups and how did they get it going and yeah. what did they do today a lot of the no not all but a lot of the young people don't give a damn about what the old people did the older heads do you know they don't care about what I may have done in the game or what RE may have done in the game or you know, EU or Sugar Bear, whatever that is about what they're doing in the game. And I, I'm not mad at that to a certain extent because sometimes you got to put your investment into yourself, you know. But in order to know where you're going, you got to know where you came from. You know, and a lot of people, a lot of people still don't know where they come from in this game. You know what I'm saying? They just know the story that they heard this guy tell because he heard it from that guy. He heard it from that guy. But nobody really knows for themselves unless you go back and really search it for yourself. You know, I had to go back, even though I came in the game in 1980, I had to still go back and find out where it really came from, how it really came about, you know, because I don't want to follow something that I'm not sure of. Right. Because I was never taught to be a follower anyway. That's why I always make my own lanes everywhere I go. So I don't have to depend on nobody but me to make my business, you know, prosper. If if uh, I can't get my business running, it's because of something that I did, not because I followed somebody else's lead. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So, so being as though you come from the '80s, now we had DJ Cool on the show. Yeah, that's my man. That's my man. Uh, then you mentioned RE2 and EU. How does it feel to see that you come from the '80s, and here we are, 2021? And you just mentioned RE and EU, and I mentioned DJ Cool. How does it feel to see some people, three three different people from your era that are still doing it as you still doing it? How does that make you feel, though, as a, not as an artist, as a peer, but as a fan of the music itself? I was a fan first, so it, it makes me feel great to see it because uh, I'm one that always believe music never dies and musicians never dies. They just reinvent themselves. And to see them reinvent themselves and keep going, that's the good thing about it. Now, there are some people that don't reinvent themselves and they stay stuck back where they were. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But you have those that come out and reinvent themselves and they just keep going. People say, well, you know, I've had someone ask me, well, how long are you going to keep playing? I said, well, if I ain't mistaken, B.B. King kept playing till he was in his 90s and then just they put him away. So if, if he can keep playing Lucille till he and I'm going to keep playing till these fingers keep going. 
My body will tell me when it's time to quit. You know, I don't I don't believe in that retired a retired musician. That just don't make sense to me because it's always in your blood, it's always in your heart, and it's always in your mind. So you're gonna keep playing, even if you're playing in your sleep. You're gonna keep playing. You didn't you know, see so, go go you know, is one of those genres like rock and roll where you could be damn near a hundred something years old and still have a career goal. And unlike certain other genres where you couldn't really do that, but it makes well, sense. You hear people say, you know, the phrase, two things that I never liked. One was Go-Go's dead because that I know is nonsense because there's always an audience. Even for my generation of, of style of play, which some people say they're growing sexy, even for the, the uh, Bounce B um, generation, uh, for the crank band generation, whatever you want to call it, there's an audience for every one of them. So it's always going to be an audience. But you know the one question that kills me, and not even the question that states me, the statement that, that just irks me a lot when I hear people say, how come your band don't go national? And I tell people every day, my records sit right in the same record stores as Beyonce's and everybody else. If you give me the million dollar budget that they got, then you will know my name. You will know my material. So I don't believe that Gogo never goes national. It has always been national. It's just that we don't have the budget behind it to make it as powerful as the hip hop industry. All these, all these hip hop national artists be using Go Go. <laughs> Why not? They need something new. <laughs> it's new to them. It's, and, and the funny part is, it's not new to them. They just trying to get stay relevant and say, okay, let's do something now. Let's do something different. And you ask yourself, hmm, I'm starting to hear a whole lot about Go Go lately. I'm starting to hear a lot of rap artists put Go Go in their track because one. It's a feel-good music. We all know that. But we know there ain't a hip-hop artist in this world that want to come behind a strong go-go band on a live show. They got a problem. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I don't care what the rapper name is. He got problems. Because it's nothing like, nothing like that live instrumentation, man. It's nothing like it. So, you know, uh, they say it all the time. When, when, how come your stuff don't go national? Like I tell people my stuff sit in the same store on the same media outlets as everybody else. I just don't have five hundred thousand or million dollars pushing. If I did, you see me all across the globe like everybody else. Yep. Well, Doc, Doc, I got yes, sir. Two questions I ask you, man. Um, first okay. of all, we've been around for a long time. We, God willing, we, yes, we you and we'll be around for a lot more. Go ahead. Yeah, um, <laughs> Miss Halu, where did you find her, man? I mean, Miss who? That, that your 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 young lady singer, man. Where did where did where? How did that? How, I've been I've been trying to figure this out for the longest. Where did she come from? How did Halima? Yeah, Halima Peru. Okay, let me make sure you understand me. She ain't my female singer. She's part owner, faces you know. I know, I know. Right. But I'm, what I'm saying okay. is. Where did you, where did she come from, man? She come from Miami, Florida, but I didn't find her. <laughs> she came uh, when we were with Familiar Faces. When we were all with Familiar Faces, someone, uh, a young lady named Linda Wells, that was a good friend of Donnell's, brought her in and let her get on stage one night with us. And next thing I know, she was at another show. And next thing I know, she was in the band. And that's how they work with Familiar Faces. And I think we had a good Five, good, good five-year run, maybe. And then we all branched off and did our own thing, and this is where we are now, you know? 
she has a unique voice, man. I mean, she has. A oh, without a doubt. I, one thing I can say is you can't say uh, when she sings, you can't say, well, which female singer is that? She don't sound like nobody else can go. No, no, no. Now, that's one she thing I'm. I'm because a lot, a lot of not not taken away from a lot of female artists in go go, but a, a lot of them sound alike, yeah. and a lot of them mimic each other. You know, she's one that has her own footprint. Because yeah. don't nobody sound like her. You know, yeah. so that's one good thing about it. That's one good blessing about it that I can say, hey, I can market that and work with that. And believe it or not, we've been surviving now. I think we've been together twelve years now, and. Grace of God, we eat pretty good. Yeah. Second, second question. I'm not even gonna sit here and pretend like we don't. We've been blessed, man. You know, and, and we stay working. And people say, "Well, when do y'all play?" Because I don't see y'all play around away. My calendar might run me from D.C. to Georgia, back to Florida, back to the Carolinas. You name it, we go. Is is just staying busy. You know what I mean? And uh, this pandemic destroyed one hell of a run I was about to have because before March last year when they shut everything down man we had 68 gigs and I believe it was 40 of them were outside of the DC area we had we were going to New Jersey New York Delaware Carolina South Carolina Georgia we was going to Florida we had a few of them in New York and we had someone working on taking us out to LA. And then this shit came. I said it ever. This shit came and screwed up everybody. Yeah, that's about 80% of that show on them shows right there out of time. That's Lord. Man, I mean, just put everything to a stop. I was, you know, I said, damn. You know, thanks to uh North Carolina AT, the Aggies, they kept their their end of, of working with us because they work with us a lot. You know, and I'm not even an Aggie, but I, I represent the Aggie gents big time. You know, they still, even during the pandemic, they said, okay, well, we can't have our normal homecoming, so let's try something virtual. Because we've always did something for the last three, four years, and it's always been so successful. And we went there, and still, they were able to give thousands of dollars back to the new kids coming in. So, you know, doing stuff like that. And I'm I'm all for giving back and all all for you know just keeping this thing rolling because by the time one day one day I get tired and say okay my hands can't do it no more one day maybe I'll be ninety back that time hey, Rick you might be a ninety three year old DJ and you might be still playing my stuff but we still be here. <laughs> hey Rick, you had another question, Rick. So when it comes one more. Go ahead, go ahead, Justin. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Rick. Oh, the last okay, so when is, it comes to the creativity of the band, um, how is it? <laughs> shut up, Bishop. When it comes to the creativity of the band, um, versus originals versus covers, what is your what is your thought process to make sure that it sounds like it, it's faces you know and not who the original artist is, and you know that it's it's an actual original song. Well, one thing um, uh, I've always put into the band's head was if we play cover tunes, which we do, as well as our originals, learn the cover tune, get married to it, know exactly what you're playing. And then once we get to it and start playing it, let's dissect that shit, pull some stuff out to make it your own. 
Maybe you know, so. because it's not my song. You know what I'm saying? I didn't write that song. Well, I didn't write that song, but I'm not going to play it exactly like you hear it on the radio. If that's the case, go listen to the radio. You know, it makes no sense to, and it's nothing against tribute bands that play songs this very same way that you hear them. But I don't know no artists, no artists that I've seen on a national level. When I go to see them live in concert, I, they don't play that records like the record. You know it's the record they're playing. You might know, hey, okay, that's Ozzy Brothers. They playing that. They playing Fight the Power. It might be 10 times faster. Three different more bridges in it that you never heard before. So they even create in their own. So the thing is, we do the same thing. And what makes me get away with a lot of it, because like I said, like Rick said before, her distinct voice don't make it sound nothing like the record. It just throws it to the left. So it's like, okay. But then when I, you know, let Khalil do what he do, or what he does, you know, he'll bring a different sound to something and he'll venture off, but then he'll pull it away from the original. And God knows when K.O. sing, K.O. don't really like to go with the original record. He wants to flip it upside down. So I say, okay, but we got to still keep it in the avenue that those that know the original record don't get upset and say, oh, yeah, I butchered that song. So we keep it as close to the original record as possible, but change a few things, change a few notes. Sing what you want to sing. I don't give a damn if you sing the lyrics of the song. Just make sure the hook stays the same. Because that's what sells 90% of the songs anyway. If you don't know the hook, you don't know the song. Right, and so as you... far as our originals concerned, well, you know, we play at least eight originals every time we perform. I always play our stuff. Dope. Because it makes no sense to record your music and don't play it live. That's just stupid. Play it live. Yeah, that, that don't make no sense, you know, so... Every time you might, I've heard people come up and say, who was that song? Y'all, y'all sung a song by somebody and it went like this. I say, oh, that was ours. And they'd be like, oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah, we wrote that. Right. My, my question would be for as familiar faces. How many members that played for familiar faces play with uh, faces you know? When we first left, it was myself, Khalil, Halima, Dwayne, Stump. I want to say five. You have to be. It might be. It might be six because even Smoke played with us, but he still was with them. But he was playing with us as well for a minute. So it was. It was. It was kind of half the band. You know, uh, it's kind of weird because it's the same thing that happened when Floyd left Re. Half the band left and went with him. Yeah. You know, but it was. You know. We had a lot of good times there. Oh, like we created a lot of stuff on stage. And the sad thing I, about Familiar Faces, the, the most thing that, that bugged me the most about it is we never recorded one song and put it out. As much stuff as we created. I mean, we created a lot of original material on that stage and we just didn't record it. Now, I know Floyd yeah. has retired but would yeah, you guys right. ever do like a, a reunion type of a situation to get you guys back yeah, on stage yeah. or in the studio or something? Well, we like just that? we just we just uh, did that uh, not too long ago, and even with the new group that he has now, um, uh, Push Play, um, Alima got up there and did something with them. So yeah, we we we've been talking and we got some things we're thinking about doing, you know. And as far as retired, let's just say he retired from playing go-go for now 
Because okay. every now and then, I, I went, you know, when I went to see, you know, <laughs> I, he came up there, he came and played with him. I had him play on two songs with Faces, you know, right before the half note closed. And he, he played two songs on his horn. He didn't want to do them to play his horn. Then he got off the stage and he was playing something that he was familiar with. And I saw him over there. I said, he want to get up here so bad. He said, wait a minute. You can see it. In, you can see it in his face. So, so it would never leave him, you know, because I always tell people, you know, uh, he, to me, he's always going to be the greatest uh, hype man Gogo ever had because he started mm -hmm. that. He yeah, started he that lane. You know, there was no lane. He created that lane and I don't care who come behind nah. So speaking on that, that that situation with Floyd and all the years of experience you have in the game, and we were just talking about the different generations of the music and who listens and all these band members, how, how do you explain the importance of the relationships you still have with people, even when you guys not in the band anymore, you guys split up with your separate ways, but you still, got, you still have these bridges how important is that? Because there's a lot of bands to this day that will break up and they will actually be fair. And they you burning know, so bridges and you know things like that. That's the word right there. That bridge burning is, is a dangerous thing because at the end of the day, somehow you're going to meet again. You're yeah. going to meet again. You know, so me and Floyd, we didn't, we didn't break up on bad terms. We had a few disagreements. We didn't break up on bad terms, but all of that stuff has been put way in the background. You know, way in the back. We we talked many a times. Uh, you know, seen each other play a few times. Got on stage together a few times. And the thing is, you never know when you might have to reach out to somebody. And he has a lot of knowledge in this business. Just like Sugar Bear, most people that do know me know Sugar Bear brought me back in this game in 1980. I used to carry his bass. A lot of people don't know that. You know what I'm saying? And me and him is like, you know, he's my senior, but like, like that, you know what I'm saying? And I told him about three years ago, four years ago, I told him to get ready. And he said, get ready for what? I said, you're going to have another run. And he said, man, you know, yeah, where the butt was, that was back in the 80s. I said, listen to what I'm telling you. You're going to have another run. I said, it's coming. I said, just be ready. I said, like James Brown said, be ready and you ain't got to get ready. He said, okay, if you say so, if you say so. Now, every time something go down with Sugar Bear name, he called me and said, you told me, didn't you? I said, I told you. <laughs> and you ain't finished. And I said, okay, even if it was just a little stint that happened on the Austin, people say, oh, that was script. I don't care if it was scripted. You know how many people watch that? Yep. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, yeah. with what you all are doing, uh, the, the shows like that, this is so needed because if without, you know, you people just putting these shows together and interviewing people, no one would know some of these things. You know what I'm saying? So it's big ups to you all. Big up to GoGo Radio Party Mola. You got to keep this stuff going because this, y'all the information, y'all are the ears and the, and the, of the, of the generation. Because if they're not, who's watching TV these days? Nobody. They're looking at their phone. They on their phone. And if y'all right there. That's how, that's how I seen about the Oscars on my phone. <laughs> I ain't know Oscars was over. Man, I watch more hey. stuff on my phone and my tablet than I do the TV. And I got about three, four TVs. It's, it's the yeah. fact that, you know, 
being informative is, is the most important thing. And the shows that you all have helps out a lot, even though you're going to run across some people that may contradict some of the things you all say, you know, because none of us know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you learning things about me just like I'm learning things about y'all. I've known Rick a long time. You know what I'm saying? I don't hear Rick. There was one time I'd known Rick before I knew Rick was a DJ, yeah. which was funny to me. So when I seen him DJing, I'm sitting here looking like, what the fuck? That nigga DJ? <laughs> you just don't know unless you talk to people a lot. You know, so I think, I think, you know, what y'all doing helps a hell of a lot to keep this genre going. So don't Not stop. to mention we were like number one show at the GoGo Awards, you know, last GoGo Awards. We were number one. I, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't too because it kind of went over my head last year. You know, well, uh, I just bring it back. Like, we number one. We was number one. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Me number one. <laughs> Me number one. I got you. I support you. Number one. I support you. You number one. I support you. Number one. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. You know. But the thing is, you did something, you did something when, especially when it was needed to be done, because it's crazy how this virus stopped everybody in their tracks. Mm. And I mean, me personally, I've lost at least eight people personally that I know to this, you know, and the thing is, people say, well, are you going to go back out there and play? Well, I only stopped playing for... I think two months. I didn't play six and seven and eight and nine times a month. I only went back to playing once a month. I've been playing once a month ever since. Now I'm back to twice a month, but you know, it's still, I get to pick and choose how I want to do it because I'm not playing in front of, I don't want everybody all up in front of me. I don't back up. I'm playing a whole cautious role and I'm trying to figure out now my next show because they're like, well, you know, we opening the dance floor back up. I'm like, oh, so what do you do? So I got to figure that I got to figure that out because I've had it to where we took away the dance floor and people just sit at their tables and enjoy the music. And for real, one thing I did get to say about this pandemic, what, what it has done, it allowed us to venture off into different styles of music even more because now I ain't got to crank all night long. I really can let some of the uh, band members and the artists do a little bit more to show their talent a little bit more. And they got to do that. Sing some of the things you really want to sing. Play play a little bit more on your guitar. Give me a little bit more on your keyboard. Ain't nobody in your face dancing and pressing you to say, call their name and none of that. They're sitting back and they're listening. So let's see what you really got. And, you know, it, it shows off a lot. It helps out a lot. So I think it's going to let this genre grow. That is going to come back just as strong, if not stronger. But I think and I hope that creativity comes back like it used to be. Right, 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 produce, right, right, produce, right, right, produce. Damn, we're in the, and I understand everybody want to play five times a week. Bump that. Nigga, you going to play three times a week, go in the studio four times a week. Stack your, stack your material. So you can leave your legacy when you're gone. They can always look back and say, hey, look what I found. Ooh, I found a record from back in 1980. You know, so yep. one thing I can say is when I'm gone, you know, you Lisa got 17, 18 records I did put out. So they're back there somewhere. You can't find them. 
So well, speaking, you do leave speaking of your legacy, where can everybody find your music at? Your faces you know currently. You find most of it on our website, uh, facesyouknowband.com, because, I mean, I do have a store on my website, uh, so I do sell a lot of it there, download there. Um, and there are a few, whatever few mom and pop stores there is that's left, there are not many left, but for the most part, and of course, iTunes and Spotify and all of those places, you know, but for direct, I'd rather you go to facesyouknowband.com, that way you cut out the middleman. It comes directly home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. 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 Cut comes out the Cut out the iTunes people. Cut out the iTunes people. They already got enough money. I know that's right. Well, we'd yeah. like to thank you so much, Doc, for coming on to the show. Before we let you go, we just want to ask, is there anything else that you would like to say to the world that you have not been able to get out in any other interviews? Sometimes, you know, you finish your interview, you always think to yourself, oh my goodness, I forgot to say this. Is there anything that you would like, a, a negative knowledge or anything that you would like to put out to anybody about you or about Faces You Know, or about the music industry in general? Well, uh, one thing I can say about putting out something about Faces You Know, for those that haven't heard us, you know, lend us your ear. You'll see, I'm, I guarantee you, you'll find something you like. And for just people in the world in general, just love each other, cut the hate, cut the bullshit, you know, because before we know it, we're old and gone. You know what I'm saying? So if we're going to stick together, now is the time to stick together and don't always let it be somebody getting killed is the reason we come together. Because mm -hmm. we only seem to want to hang out or come together at a funeral or a wedding. Bump that, you know, let's love each other while we're here because, hey, might not see the next person tomorrow. So. That's the main thing. That is the main thing. Durst your time on this planet, you know. God be the glory. That's it. And shout out to uh, Super G, Sean Ford, man. Say, Doc is a living legend. <laughs> Tell him, big up. Respect, man. Appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Doc, for coming on the Party Mode Live and joining the Party Mode Live crew. You guys can follow Doc and Faces You Know on Facebook and Instagram at Faces, uh, F-A-Y-C-E-Z-U. K-N-O-W. Make sure you guys yeah. check them out also at facesyouknowband.com to get all of their music and to keep up with everything that they have going on, shows, performances, uh, everything. So make sure you guys check them out. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. We're going Appreciate to play your records right now. We're going to take this quick music break and we'll be right back with Pure Elegance. Go ahead, Doc. Oh, appreciate it, and let let Pure Elegance know they that's that's my family right there. Wait, I'm sitting right here. I'm gonna sit here and watch this interview. Love them to death. <laughs> Y'all are tuning in the party, Hello, baby. We are the party before the party power. Go radio live. I am your girl, Miss Justice J, Bishop King, DJ Brick on the ones and twos. Thank you, Mr. Doc Hughes, for coming through. And we got Pure Elegance coming appreciate up, you guys. Hopefully, get your drink. Go ahead and get out looking for a little bit because we about to play some faces you know right now. Uh, DJ Brick, let's go.